feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck. Alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. The dogs are barking, so that means we have one hell of a movie to review. A big old woof, I would uh, uh, assume. Ah, I like that. I like that. Yes, today uh, we are reviewing Ross and Marshall Thurber's uh, Red Notice, uh, starring <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and, and more. Um, Netflix is, uh, yeah, woof, woof, woof. Indeed. I agree with your dogs. Um, another Netflix stab at trying a big budget franchise, or at least, uh, really forcing that, um, and just really relying on star power and star power alone. And, um, it is, God, I, I tweeted this and uh, we can just get right into it, Eric. Um, yeah. we just went to los angeles uh, everyone can check out uh, episode 106 of the entitled movie podcast if they want to hear about our quick jaunt over to la and we did go to a netflix event um so we apologize for this review no we uh, don't because i think netflix does some good stuff in terms of supporting you know, you know a, a tour of filmmakers but when it comes to as the dogs continue to bark, Just because I think there's a package. Um, but when it comes to their, as you mentioned, their their potential Franchise franchises, their blockbuster yeah. blockbusters movies, yeah. they still haven't figured that out yet. And it's no. like throw as much money at you know a production as possible, cast superstars names, yeah. in the roles. But other than that there's no story there's no script that is really worth the time and effort and especially with something like this where you have a filmmaker who you know has worked with the rock before on both central intelligence and skyscraper has plain trilogy baby yeah the 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 trilogy of you know mediocrity um is just it's it's so weird watching this film because you know reportedly this movie costs over 200 million dollars to make and probably a lot of it goes to the salaries of the three leads because none of it went to the special effects at or, least or, half of that i would say or post-production salary yeah because it, it weirdly looks cheap at times oh like, yeah the like green there's screen is awful there's a sequence that takes place in argentina and a bullfight and the bull looks it's so badly the CGI. worst cg bull i've ever seen dude. but also and it's maybe not just this movie as well like even something like no time to die has a couple of moments cgi skylines are really really noticeable like i'm starting to get fed up with those where it's like yeah, you we noticed it a lot into um what was that comedy we watched was it also netflix oh vacation friends yeah vacation yeah friends. but disney sorry it was on star here but yeah there were some uh yeah horizon shots where it's just awful on a cliff well you get a wrestler in a lead role you have to have terrible cgi skylines yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, it's shockingly cheap looking at time for a movie that costs $200 million. And I think maybe because it's shot, you know, multiple, it, it, it jumps across the globe and it's supposed to be this, you know, huge kind of spy thrill, not spy thriller. Um, well, there, spies, there, there, it's it's a heist film, but also movie, it's yeah. an action adventure. You mentioned globe trotting kind of journey. Um, it kind of mirrors you know, things like the Thomas Crown Affair and The Fugitive and Indiana Jones. And it's obviously referencing those things and it kind of thinks it's 
smart Being enough to yeah. reference those things before you think about them. Even this joke with Pulp Fiction, where you know uh, Ryan Reynolds's character, who uh, he plays this sort of uh, art thief who's considered the most wanted art thief by Interpol, um, has a father who was obsessed with finding. Uh, the missing egg that uh, Cleopatra was given to her by Antony, uh, one of three. The other two, one is in a museum and the other one is owned in a private collection. Um, but the third one has been missing forever and you had treasure hunters looking for it. And one of which was uh, this you know, this father who was neglectful to Ryan Reynolds. And there's this joke where, like you're thinking about it too, where you know he finds this watch and this watch basically is sort of you know, uh, a step in the direction to find the location. And, you know, he says, Oh, the, it's like the, it's, it's like the Pulp Fiction watch. And you're mm-hmm. just like movie, come on. You know, you think you're as smart as the Bishop character in this film. You're always one move ahead of the audience, but you're not like, especially if you've seen, you know, every other movie that this is referencing. Um, but the, the, the main storyline here is that you have the rock who's playing an FBI profiler. And again, like there's a joke where it's like, Oh, you don't look like an FBI profiler. Yeah, we get it. Okay. Like he's a big hulking man who, you know, probably has never spent any time in, you know, in, in an office. Um, and he's on the trail of Ryan Reynolds's uh, art thief. Um, and as the story begins, uh, we see him in a museum in Italy. And basically, Reynolds's character has already taken the egg, and it becomes kind of a chase movie. But then also, you find out that Gal Gadot's uh, uh, criminal is also kind of intertwined in the storyline and that she's even more cagey than uh ryan reynolds's character and she's known as the bishop um and sort of it's basically the uh the odd uh couple being paired together with reynolds and uh dwayne johnson sort of having to work together in order to clear johnson's name because he's been framed as being in collaboration with reynolds's character and reynolds wanted to get his top spot back as the most wanted uh uh, criminal when it comes to uh thieving uh uh, precious pieces of art and throughout this film as as you mentioned there's a lot of sort of moving from spain to the amazon uh to italy uh and all over the globe uh, there's a lot of really bad jokes and humor. The action is very choppy with the editing. Um, it's a very slick looking production. Uh, an arms dealer owns the second egg. And the whole time I kept thinking he looks a lot like Paul Rudd. Uh, and it was distractingly kind of I think he taking like? me he, out of the I film. thought he looked like, um, oh my God. Uh, I'll get it in a second. I'm blanking. But yeah, the the whole time you're watching this movie and you're thinking to yourself, wow, they spent $200 million on this. And like, even though we didn't love the old guard, I can understand why. I thought he looked like Damien Bashir. <laughs> he does a little bit, but I think he kind of has like that Paul Rudd. It's Christian Mentopoulos, right? Yeah, he yeah. he he's probably best known as, as, as one of the, he was in the... Um, the From Fairly Toronto. Brothers, yeah, he was the one. He was in the Fairly Brothers uh, adaptation of the Three Stooges. He was on Twenty Four for a little bit. Um, you know, your basic character actor. Um, but yeah, this movie is one of those films where it's not an awful movie, but it is forgettable. And you had already seen it before, which is me. the Russian Marshall Thurber, like auteur. Yeah. You theory. mentioned the plane film, but you also yeah. mentioned something that I think you should also talk about. 
which I wouldn't have caught or didn't know because I'm not a, I'm not an alcohol guy, but Ryan Reynolds, the shameless self from no, The Rock. No, the Ryan Reynolds does too. Does he also? Because Ryan I, Reynolds, when he goes to... Because uh, uh, The Rock has... Anyways, my thoughts on the movie, I'll get into that part. Yeah. Eric. Um, everyone, if you're a listener of either reviews or our podcast, you probably know my thoughts on Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm tough on the guy just because I do think he is a, a genuinely good dude and I like his personality in real life. But I feel like he is so one dimensional, it is frustrating. And like, I like him in something like Buried, and yeah, you brought up Adventureland when we were talking about this, where he can kind of show that he has a little bit more than this one character he plays the wisecracking, self aware, sarcastic. Yeah. And he does it in every movie, no matter if he's playing a bad guy in like in Red Notice, a superhero like Deadpool or just a good guy, a rom-com, anything. He is the exact same fucking person. He's a modern-day Chevy Chase in a lot and of ways. Yes, and he's been doing it since the sitcom he was on, the Pizza Place show. Um, two guys, and, a girl, and a pizza place. And, and it was just called two, girl, uh, two Guys and a Girl because then they blew my rebooted mind I, it. I never watched that show, and I remember no. going, oh, man, Ryan Reynolds has played the same character in basically every movie. And then Well, I went both back. Ryans kind of started with kind of like that sitcom era. Sure. Like you had Ryan Gosling, who was also in Young Hercules. Yes, we know that. But for Canadians, you know, he uh, did yeah. a lot of TV stuff with both Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark, but yeah. also was known for Breaker High. Breaker High, yeah, man. So uh, Reynolds, I went back and watched some of that. And I'm like, oh my God, he's been doing this since, this is just his thing. He's just been typecasted in the same thing or not even typecasted, but it's just what he can do. Oh, he's and also on an episode of um the X-Files cuz the X-Files shot does he in play Vancouver. the same character? Yes. yes yeah, basically. Yeah. Um and so I, I, everyone knows my thoughts on him and guess what? You're not you're you're getting that exact same character here. Did I'm like, okay, he's But to playing, be fair, so are The Rock and Gal the Rock. Gadot. I do like Gal Gadot playing a, you know, a kind of cartoony villain. I I don't love it, but I'm I, I'm kind of, you know, it's Wonder Woman, you know. It's against I, I like, type. Type a little bit. She's still Gal Gadot, but like I do kind of like her as a mustache twirling hacker bishop. I'm one step ahead of you villain kind of thing. Right. I don't mind that. The Rock also kind of falls in that kind of category of being a little bit one dimensional. Uh, but I kind of like his one note. Yes. And I'm like, you know, The Rock can make, you know, an enjoyable, you know, action movie. And like um, this falls in that category where it's like neither here nor there. And that's why I kind of said the Russian Marshall Thurber like plane trilogy, because I think Red Notice, Skyscraper and Central Inte- Intelligent intelligence i can't say like any of those movies are horrible and if i if you watched all three of those movies they're perfect plain movies like i feel like they are movies that aren't very good aren't horrible but if you're on a flight over you know two hours like if that popped up and it was fairly new or you hadn't seen it um, you're not going to have a horrible time. You're just going to watch it. It's going to kill time on your flight. It's the perfect time gonna, waster. And then you're going to be done with it and you're going to go, oh, okay. And then it's like you're not going to say anything. You're just going to go, okay, and then move on. And that's kind of what Red Notice is where like I don't – other than it, we mentioned some of the you know it, it weirdly looking cheap at times with the green screen and, and the special effects and stuff and like And part that. of that might be Netflix um, as well where you know, they, still trying they to have certain out, like, cameras yeah. and an aesthetic that they're, they're working with. So yeah. 
And 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 to your point, like the whole time when I was watching this movie, like an, an, another it thing just with goes through the motions. Ross and Marshall Thurber is that I was getting his movies confused with Brad Payton, who's sure. also worked with The Rock, yeah. but the only Rock twice. latches onto a couple of guys. But, but a lot of filmmakers, a lot of actors I like, do that. Yame Colette Sarah is more interesting, right? Where yes. I'm like, uh, okay, Jungle Cruise, say what you want about Jungle Cruise, but um, at least The Rock going, oh, I like working with this guy as well. And, I mean, The Rock is always probably going to be The Rock show too. Like not in a sense where he's controlling, but he is going to be the biggest presence, right? Like, even Well, it's even hard to, like even if he's working with, a quote unquote, a tour filmmaker or somebody that maybe is outside of his comfort zone. Like he's just such a personality, but going back to the Brad Payton thing, I always thought that Ross and uh, Marshall uh, Thurber also directed like uh, Rampage and San Andreas, but that was, that was Brad Payton, but they're all in that category of the plane movie, right? They're all plane movies. You miss it in theaters, but you see it on pay-per-view. And I don't mean that as an insult because I do genuinely like the rock, but he's got the plane movie down perfect the formula is <laughs> like, there and he's just he nails the plane movie and like this is that where it's like all right it's globe trotting it's got a lot of tropes from those types of movies you mentioned that you know are familiar but it's kind of comforting it's just a popcorn movie and I, that's ultimately what they're trying to make here and i guess they sort of succeed in that they're not aiming to be anything you know more than that i don't but it's kind of soulless too but then, right it, yes absolutely and i think you know even trying to you know make it into a franchise and stuff is just i think netflix is just so desperate for one of these things to catch on for it to go oh we can make four movie three four movies from this because it has big names and, and stuff like that but um it just feels kind of like they they haven't found that thing yet and they're just trying so hard in every movie to be like this could be a franchise and everyone's like is it i don't know they're just like, throwing was, money at everything it's fine but like we don't need another one of these and then no. uh, so anyways it kind of goes through and everyone's again gal gadot is the only one that i think is kind of interesting because she's the villain of the movie uh the rock and and and, and also singing uh, downtown in this as well which i thought yeah. was funny because yeah. of uh is it, <laughs> is it down tempo i don't well yeah. it kind of is because she has to go down tempo but another thing that you did bring up as well when we were talking Sorry, about you want to go back to the tequila and the gin or no I, we will in a second yeah. but another thing that you brought up that i think is important is that the rock is sexless when it comes yes. to chemistry with his leading ladies and, and that's it's been becoming, a problem in everything yeah he's done and again it that kind of goes to the he's action a sexy movies. man but like oh he's a good he's he's a good looking guy but at the same time like you look at vin diesel you look at tom cruise you look at the rock these guys have no chemistry with their leading their ladies leads, and we yeah. saw this even with jungle cruise with with emily blunt but we also saw it with vanessa kirby um you, you know like the rock his his greatest sort of um you know basically leading lady is himself <laughs> like he's he's yeah. better by himself or just kind of with the camera like the camera is his best sort of like you know plus one yeah in wwe it was always like you know the rock talking to the camera and he has so much charisma right that like but it's weird that that charisma doesn't translate to you know uh yeah he is rather sexless in every movie that i've ever seen him in there's no you know relationship he's ever had in a movie and i'm not saying that that and sometimes it's because a movie it's it's forced upon him or it doesn't necessarily need that and it's just like well here's kind of the thing that you know we have to put this in this movie because that's just you know what these movies have yeah i'm like do you need it though like if it doesn't work it doesn't work and i feel like you can kind of break that mold and and do something especially if it just you're noticing that you know the rock 
that just doesn't work for him. And maybe he's just, you're waiting for the right, you know, uh, leading, you know, woman across from him but like if you look at anything he's done and they when they try to force a relationship on him i just never find that it works uh that well um but yeah i I totally agree that um i mean we're kind of tiptoeing around here but yeah it, it doesn't work in this movie and then so going back to something that you know i'm one to always sort of defend not defend product placement but it doesn't really bother me like i'd prefer a movie to have real products in it rather than a can that just says cola or something like that like well, there is a can of coke in this movie that they pour on one of the eggs right yeah so i'd rather have a actual can of coke or a pepsi and if someone pays for that product placement as long as it's not egregious it's not transformers uh bud light truck in the background spilling everywhere like like egregious but you kind of expect that with a movie yeah sure michael bay right absolutely um but or if um i was watching a tv i forget what tv show it was once but they're like oh yeah good thing that he used a uh, chevrolet camaro uh because they have the new <laughs> chevrolet my app and they're like on the it's mo- a, that's the like app, a wayne's like, world using, moment it's yeah like that stuff is almost comical but then you get stuff like in this movie where it's just kind of cringy and and lame where the rock at one moment is sitting at a bar and it's it's not like it snap zooms to it or even like lingers on the bottle that off that much but uh the rock is drinking terramena tequila which is the rock's tequila and then that you you can't overthink because you're like wait does the rock exist in this universe because his tequila does or does someone else own that tequila brand in this universe and i'm like and it's also (laughs) it's also just lame that the rock's like i gotta be drinking terramena tequila in this movie because that's my tequila and i'm just like Bro, that's so lame. And then I didn't notice, but does Ryan Reynolds drink aviation gin in the movie too? So in the scene where The Rock apprehends Ryan Reynolds at his lair um, and he's arrested by Interpol, um, he's pouring himself a drink. And then in the background, when he's having the conversation with the Interpol agent Dawes and and The Rock, the 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 bottle, the bottle of there. aviation gin is yeah. it aviation gin that's the worst dude i didn't even notice that one but like that shit is just it, it's that's just so lame to me like i get it like it's produced to buy seven bucks which is the rocks production company. and it's also and like, this kind of movie like, right it like, is it, it is but that's the shit that i just like it doesn't necessarily not like a very small amount of people are even going to like recognize that it's just because we're giant dorks and like um but i wanted them to almost be drinking like i mentioned dan Aykroyd, like the skull the crystal skull 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 vodka like that That would be funny that vodka sucks dude no Um, it sucks but the 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 the, the actual packaging of it is hilarious but then that's satirical in in the sense of being like poking fun at celebrity alcohol endorsement things not even endorsements just brands that they own um but that shit is just um, like I remember like Steven Seagal or not Steven Seagal, um, um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone drinking bullet bourbon in like The Expendables or a movie that he did. And I don't think was he it was it The Expendables bullet. or no, was it was it Bullet to the Head? Bullet to the Head. I actually but right. I like that. Like I don't yeah. like that movie, but I like that scene because when in that movie he goes into the bar and he asks if they have that drink and yeah. the guy says no. And he says, well, I have it on me. Can I drink it? And he says, no. But then he says, well, what if I pay for the glass? 
And I kind of sure. like that. It's like you bring your own. And the movie's called beer. Bullet to the Head, and he's drinking yeah. bullet bourbon. Come on. So yeah, I'm Walter fine with Hill that. movies. Yeah, and, you're gonna. And I don't know if he. I don't think Stallone owns Bullet Bourbon, but like. At least that's kind of playing it up. And they don't even play it up in here, which I'd almost prefer if they did. Instead of making it like, like a subtle wink or yeah, like just not having even a it wink, but there. like I'm going to be like, oh, well, The Rock's cool. What tequila is he drinking? Oh, wow. Should I drink? Oh, wait. The Rock owns that tequila. Of course he does. It would have been like, funnier if he was like basically trolling Vin Diesel and drinking Corona or something like that. There is a Vin Diesel joke in the movie, uh, which references cats. Uh, which I don't know if it references something that's real, but if that is real, I need to see it. Because <laughs> um, um, even the way Ryan Reynolds is like, it's real. It exists. And I'm like, that almost seems like a meta joke where that might actually exist. And I fucking hope it's true and I want to find it. It's um, more interesting, I think, to talk about Vin Diesel and The Rock's beef and whether or not yeah. uh, Vin Diesel's olive branch via Instagram is going <laughs> to <Yeah. work. laughs> We talked about that so much when we were on our trip. Where Yeah, we, we stopped talking about Red Notice. I'm going to give it a, a – did I give it a two and a half? It's almost passable to me um because it's like a plane movie where i'm like if i watched this on an airplane i wouldn't be mad uh but i did watch it at home and i was like and there's a twist ending that i'm like admittedly got me but like not in a good way but like i'm just like oh it's a horrible twist okay. and then when they do the recap thing where like they that. show the you saw like- the um, I'm going to give it a two. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is that it is interesting that you have three actors who have now been in the fast saga right. and that like, I wanted to really like the Russian prison escape sequence. Like, I think that there was something there and there's also going back to Hobbs Ryan Shaw though. Yeah. But going back to Ryan Reynolds's character, it's fascinating to watch him because it's like the character is so inconsistent in terms of okay at some points he's capable and he's hard and elusive to get sort of and a, sometimes he's a moron and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all depending on what the rock needs in right. any given scene and it's all dictated by the rock where like okay some scenes you're gonna need the rock to be like in this cat and mouse kind of chase with him and then in certain scenes he's basically the comedic relief in in terms of them talking about their fathers and stuff like that um and and then there are times where it almost seems like he's completely incapable of doing all the things that he's been basically sort of told you've been told that he's capable of it's like it's just so bizarre in terms of his modulation of his character yeah no i totally agree with that um yeah if you're on an airplane in the next uh, you know whenever netflix on airplanes do they have that specifically for but you could put it on your phone right and then or your ipad the way it was meant to be seen a 200 million absolutely no but the thing the ironically that is the right way to watch this movie like um i would say yeah throw it on your phone and maybe watch it on an airplane there are better movies you could watch but then i wouldn't suggest you to watch a better movie on an airplane an airplane movie should be an airplane movie because you know again you have to watch it on your phone or the seat in front of you or something like that like and I you're put- still getting the sound of the cabin coming through and these and headphones like that. that i got are great dude on that trip like the noise canceling um on that plane was uh fantastic i couldn't sleep at all but at least when i was like listening to podcasts or, or watching stuff um it actually you were comfortable most thing and, out. in tune um 
but I don't suggest everyone buy them because they're way too expensive. Um, yeah, you don't want to add some shameless product placement into this as well. <laughs> Apple doesn't need more of that, even though I'm surrounded by Apple products. Um, even what's shooting this right now is an Apple product. Uh, anyways, thanks everyone. I forget what we were going to talk about. Oh, Vindy's. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh, before do it. we wrap up, it's not like we have 800 other things we got to record today, but um, yeah, that was funny on our trip. Like, right as Red Notice, I think on the day Red Notice came out, at least in theaters, because uh, it's now playing on Netflix. If you guys just want to check it out on at home, which is probably what you want to do, um, but it was playing in theaters for a little while, at least for that first week. Um, the Paradise here in Toronto, which was random and funny but um, it was playing at landmark and it still is playing oh okay, at landmark cool. uh, cinemas in whippy at least what a world where netflix movies are just seeing netflix trailers on the big screen before other movies and stuff is just weird especially in big multiplexes and well, also given like cineplex's that. stance they've changed um, that before the pandemic like, right yeah. yeah uh but vin vin did this vin diesel's instagram just the best <laughs> um if you're not following vin diesel on instagram and you even if you don't care about fast and the furious and stuff it is a treasure trove um he extended an, this olive branch that eric mentioned where he's just like my brother Dwayne, you gotta come back uh, and it was my baby brother or my little brother or whatever he said um and it's just this long post about wanting the rock to come back uh to the fast franchise and that could go one of two ways because like i get the thinking of being like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one that says, let's put this behind us and let's move forward. You, you, you need to come back. As, I'll be the bigger as, man, even though Hobbs. I'm smaller. <laughs> uh, and then he, the image he used was like Photoshop to make him look as big as the rock, but he's not. Um, and then I was like, the rock could take that of two ways. Cause I could see the rock also being like, you fucker, you could have just like talked to me in private. Um, now you're putting it out there in public where now it's the pressures on sort of me because you're the one who's coming across as the guys who, who is extending that olive branch. And if I say no, I look like the asshole, but you're the one who put this out there in public. So maybe the rock doubles down on being mad at him and being like, you fucking dickhead. Like, I'm not like, I'm not doing that. I ultimately think the rock is a company man and he probably, you know, he understands the importance of him probably coming back for that last movie and he probably will. He's not forgiving. Um, it's a financial decision. <laughs> yeah, even not even financial, but just, um, you know, uh, it's good business, though. But that's for him, like those movies too, make yeah. a lot of money. And he became like Vin Diesel was threatened not only physically by The Rock, but also by the you know the presence of him coming into the franchise and basically stealing some of the thunder the thunder pants of uh uh vin diesel in in, in those movies yeah so I, I ultimately do think he'll probably come back for it but um we shall see anyways red notice now available if you guys want to check it out um thank you all for listening or watching uh we have a lot of other content that you guys can check out right now uh we did mention uh we went to la so you can check out episode 106 of the untitled movie podcast where eric and i talk about that trip to la uh it was a whirlwind 24 hours so we'll go into detail of that just kind of shoot the shit about what else is going on in the industry you can also check out our newest untitled movie conversation about disney plus day uh where we talk about all the announcements a lot of the marvel stuff mcu stuff um 
a bunch of other things that they announced during Disney Plus Day, how that whole event uh, went out. Uh, and then in honor of Disney Plus Day, we also reviewed Home Sweet Home Alone. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Go check that out. Uh, we do also have a Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, review you guys can check out as well. Spoiler free. Um, and then we will have a conversation going out, uh, like a spoiler cast for Ghostbusters, because Eric and I have uh, very different opinions on that movie. And I think... Um, it'll be tough to dance around a lot of things, um, in the spoiler free version. So we'll give you kind of our top level thoughts on the spoiler free version of if we liked or did not like it. And then we really wanted to do a spoiler cast so we can kind of go into more detail of why we liked it or didn't like it. And- Which will be in our conversation section and that'll be yeah. coming out after the first weekend. Yeah. Of the I might put release. it out on the day of the release. We'll, we'll find that out, but it will come out after the movie is in theater. So everyone has a chance to at least and we'll, go see it. We'll also make sure to indicate that it is a spoiler. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so thank you all for listening uh, to find us uh, untitled movie podcast on YouTube and uh, all podcast services untitled movie reviews uh easiest spot to find all of our stuff just go to our letterboxd which is untitled underscore cast all of our links are there all of our reviews are there everything's over there uh so thank you as always my name is matt rarbeck you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all the social medias at matt rarbeck and i'm eric marching you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 until next time i really would love to see an audition tape of vin diesel playing or auditioning for mccavity (laughs) (laughs) i want that so bad